What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mike Milner. And before I get into the episode today, I have a very exciting announcement, something that I've been working on for a long time. And the timing of this whole thing is very coincidental, but um, it is something that I'm super passionate about. It is a course that I created. It is called Just Eat Academy. And it is open for enrollment. The course starts on April 13th. It is an eight-week program to completely change your relationship with food. And this is a topic that is very near and dear to my heart because of my own personal struggles. And I've talked about it on this podcast. I have specific episodes where I go through all of the dark days from being completely obsessed with clean eating to having a good versus bad food list to all of my binge episodes to feeling like a complete failure uh, to being on the other side of the spectrum where I was like celebrating eating crap food and getting lean, eating Pop-Tarts and Rice Krispies and feeling like shit all the time, but but just celebrating because, you know, if it fits your macros, like whatever, even though I was lethargic and feeling like crap and just always irritable, uh, to finally finding some balance. And, you know, I, I kind of felt like a relationship with food is often the missing piece to long-term sustainable results. Like it wasn't until I fully healed my relationship with food that I was able to feel confident that I'm going to be fit for life because it's no longer this internal battle. It's no longer this um you know I don't I don't get anxiety about being social. I don't feel guilt and shame when I overconsume. I don't judge myself based off of food decisions and yes, it's still a work in progress and yes, it it is always going to be a practice. But it is such an important thing and I created this course because of how many people that I've talked to who have similar uh, you know, they have a similar past that I do. And a lot of us, uh, you know, still struggle with that. And um, so this course, it's called Just Eat because of all the people that I've talked to over the years of doing this, that was the one phrase that stuck out in my mind. Whenever I would ask somebody like, what's your goal when it comes to your relationship with food? And hands down, the most common answer was, I wish I could just eat. Like no guilt, no shame, no obsession, no overanalyzing, no wondering, is this going to derail my progress? No, uh, you know, judgment, just eat, like just fucking eat. And so that, that phrase like stuck in my mind and I was like, that has to be the name of the course. Um, and so this is going to be a really powerful opportunity to heal that relationship. And uh, it's, it extends beyond food. Yes, we are going to focus primarily on your relationship with food, dealing with, you know, stress eating, emotional eating, binge eating, um, judgment, you know, how to operate with compassion, uh, creating awareness around some of your automatic behavior patterns. How are you using food as, you know, as an outlet or as a coping mechanism? All of that stuff is included, but it extends way beyond that. Uh, there are certain mindfulness practices that, will help you in your relationships. It will help you, you know, love yourself more. It will help you appreciate things that you have. It will help you uh, be a better person overall, like how you show up each day and how you feel about your body, how you feel about yourself. It's a powerful thing. And these 
methodologies have stood the test of time. This is something that, you know, psychologists use very frequently. And actually, I had two very close friends um, who are both psychologists, um, doctors who use this in their therapy practice and helped me write the curriculum. Um, so this is going to be an eight-week course. It's called Just Eat Academy. And uh, you can sign up now. So I'm going to post the link in the show notes. And you can also go to my Instagram bio where the link is um, living in there. And you can check it out. I'm excited. It's only $97. Uh, the course was actually a $297 course. But I honestly did not feel comfortable given the current financial climate uh, offering the course at its full value. I believe that it's worth way more than that, but obviously I'm biased, but um, I just didn't feel comfortable offering it at 297. So I decided to help out as best as I could and allow as many people to take advantage of this as possible. So if you are somebody that struggles in any way with your relationship with food and you want to just become more mindful, more aware, and actually have the tools and strategies in place to you know, overcome food addiction or binge eating, um, emotional eating, to handle stress better and just to show up as a better person each day, um, you are definitely going to want to enroll. So uh, enrollment will close. I'm recording this on the 3rd. So we've got another week of enrollment. So you got about seven days from the time this episode has been recorded. I'm not sure the date that it'll be out, but you've got about seven days from the 3rd. So April 10th, we will shut down the registration. All right, so that was a long-winded intro. <laughs> I didn't expect to uh, ramble on that long, but you know that's how I am, and I uh, should expect it by now. So the topic of today, we're going to discuss, and this is kind of fitting for the intro, but we're going to discuss psychology and physiology and this symbiotic relationship that exists between the two. And as somebody who talks a lot about mindset and who is a student of psychology, I love to read, listen, like immerse myself in all of this stuff when it comes to the human brain and how we think and, you know, kind of why we are the way we are. Uh, fascinating. And I always think about it from one side of the equation, which is how our psychology impacts our physiology. And an easy example of that would be that our, our thoughts impact our emotions, which impact our behaviors, which impact our actions, which impact our results, which impact our thoughts, and like round and round it goes. So if you just think about it from a simple perspective of how does psychology impact physiology, well, let's look at stress. Um, stress is perceived. Whether it's real or not, doesn't matter. If our brain perceives a stressor, our body, our physiology responds accordingly. Uh, and, and this was, you know, because we needed to survive. And from an evolutionary standpoint, it made a lot of sense for our bodies to react to a stress, whether it was real or not. Like we didn't want to take the chance of like, is this a saber toothed tiger that's coming to kill me or not? And like politicking on that for a while before the physiological reaction happened because it was a sense, it was a means of survival. So, Immediately, when there is a perceived threat, a perceived stress, our physiology kicks in and we have our stress response. So we have certain neurotransmitters and hormones and this entire chemical reaction that gets us in the best state to either fight or to flee. And that is a clear example of how psychology impacts physiology. 
uh, regardless of whether there is an actual stress in front of you, your body's going to respond the same. It's, you know, if it perceives a stressor, that physical reaction is going to happen. Um, if you think about, you know, when we imagine something like you're, you're, you know, in your room and it's dark and then you think you see something, you know, coming out of the closet, uh, it's not really there, but you get the, you know, your heart skips a beat, you know, you have this physiological response to it. Um, it was a perceived stress. It was a perceived threat. So we experience this physio- physiological reaction. Now, it's easy to understand how we can interject certain things when we're looking at our mindset and when we're looking at our psychology to improve our physiology, which is why I talk so much about mindset, which is why you hear me say things like having a gratitude practice and journaling and meditation and all these things that we can do, you know, fostering a growth mindset, how we view failure, uh, looking at delayed gratification, like all of these tools that help us from a psychological standpoint that are going to improve our physiology because we know that if we are able to handle stress more effectively, we're going to be able to adapt in a way that we want to. Um, So we've got the negative adaptations that occur when we're always stressed, when there's chronic stress involved and, you know, whether it be, you know, chronic dieting, uh, overtraining, you know, uh, perceived emotional threats, um, or it can be chronic stress from toxic relationships. It can be a toxic work environment. All of these things um, to create some form of chronic stressor. We have these negative adaptations that occur. And then on the flip side of that, we have positive adaptations that occur from stress, which is how we get better. You know, we get better as humans by providing the right environment to adapt to stress in a positive way. So we have to impose a stressor, which an example would be training. We're imposing a stress on our muscles by lifting heavy weights. And then we provide the right environment with adequate sleep and recovery and nutrition and hydration. And then we grow bigger muscles because our bodies say, okay, I don't want to experience that stress again. So I'm going to adapt and make you bigger and stronger. And that's a positive adaptation. And it, and it works the same way with mental resiliency. So if there's, you know, you challenge yourself with a, uh, with a puzzle or you challenge yourself with, um, you know, something that's mentally stimulating that you have to work hard, um, that, you know, whatever it is, a work assignment or, um, you know, just trying to figure something out and you put yourself through a mental challenge. And then you provide the right environment, again, with proper recovery and sleep and nutrition and all of that. Um, And then you become mentally stronger. So you overcome that mental stressor and then you get better as a result from it. So we always want to be looking at, you know, the types of stress in our life, how it's showing up, how it's impacting us. And we can interject from a mindset standpoint by doing things like gratitude practices, journaling, meditation, um, you know, understanding more about how to create a growth mindset and how to perceive failure as an opportunity to learn and get better and um, provide the right environment to grow and evolve. Now, one of the things that I recently thought about is how our physiology 
also impacts our psychology. So it's easy to think about it, right? The one side of the equation that I just explained. The psychology impacts our physiology. And we can interject with our mindset to change our physiology. So um, we can take the same stressor with the same individual and just flip the mindset switch and one person will have a negative adaptation or a negative reaction. The other person can have a positive where we're changing only the perception of what happened. Um, an easy way to understand that is if one person has a fixed mindset about a, an event, like failing um, at a particular lift, let's say, and the other person has a growth mindset about uh, perceived failure, you know, failing a lift, uh, the person with the growth mindset will use that as an opportunity to get better and overcome it and then capitalize on that and continue to evolve and grow. Whereas the fixed mindset will just think about, well, um, I'm not good enough. I can't lift heavy. I can't do this lift. Uh, and will start to create a, um, a negative feedback loop that they start to believe this story they've created in their mind and we see a negative adaptation occur as a result. So um, literally can take the same exact situation, all things equal except for the mindset, and it can actually change our physiology. Um, another cool example before I move on to the other side of the equation is there's a study that was done where um, two different groups, they, were, they provided a shake, and there was actually like... Uh, 300 calories or something. I'm, I'm probably getting the numbers wrong, but there was like 300 calories in the shake and it was just labeled differently. Like the sh it was two different shakes. One was labeled like 750 calorie mass gainer shake and the other one was labeled like 200 calorie lean, you know, whatever shake. Um, and the people who drank the, la the shake that was labeled 750 calories, they actually saw um, an increase in satiety hormone. So they saw an increase in leptin. So just the perception of more calories actually changed their physiology and the hormonal response from drinking that. So that's pretty powerful stuff. Um, on the flip side of that, and admittedly, this is a direction that I never really thought much about, but it makes so much sense. And I actually heard it recently. So um, I thought it was worth sharing, but we can also interject on the physiology first that will impact our psychology. So it's not just a one-way relationship where our psychology impacts our physiology. Our physiology can actually be the first thing that we change to impact our psychology. Um, an example of that would be if you are feeling down and you're, you know, your mindset is in a dark place and you're in this like negative feedback loop of uh, let's just use the current example. Like we're all stuck at home. Uh, we're feeling very isolated, lack of connection. Uh, the economy's struggling. Um, you know, my business is suffering, right? We start to tell ourselves these stories. We start to have this negative thought pattern. And then we're like, man, why am I so down? And we start to question ourselves. Like then we feel bad about feeling bad. So not only are we beating ourselves up about the way that we feel, but now we're also thinking about all the different reasons that things aren't going well. And, you know, it's the weather is crappy and we start to pull things that, you know, normally wouldn't bother us as much. But now because we're in this negative thought pattern, um, we start to allow these thoughts to creep in. So you might say, well, you could just interject and change your mindset. But when you're in it, when you're in the storm, 
sometimes it's hard to create that awareness and have that sense to take a step back and actually change your psychology. So one of the things that you can do is literally change your physiology. And so an example would be, all right, if I'm feeling down and there's you know plenty of studies to back this up, if I force myself to smile and even though I'm not in a good mood, and I'm aware that I'm forcing myself to do it, there is actually actually a chemical reaction that happens and there are neurotransmitters that are released when we force ourselves to smile. So that's one example. Now all of a sudden you've changed your physiology in the way that you are, you know, you're forcing yourself to smile and your psychology is going to change as a result of that. And there's actually been studies that show people when you're even on the phone can sense the difference between somebody who's smiling and happy versus somebody who's in a bad mood but trying to fake it and they're not changing their physiology along with it. So even if you're in a bad mood and you force yourself to smile, it's going to change your psychology along, you know, and and so if you think about another example, if I had a bad day and I'm like slouched down and my body language represents that I'm in a bad mood. I'm I'm like hunched over and my head's, you know, kind of down into my chest and I'm just feeling sorry for myself. Well, if I force myself to stand up tall, to stick my chest out, to pull my shoulders back and have really good posture and a, a very like commanding stance, it's hard for my psychology to not reflect that physiological position. And so you will actually start to believe that you're more confident, that you're more upbeat. And we can actually use this as a tool so we can interject on our physiology that will change our psychology. And so if you're in a, in a you know, let's say you had a bad day and you're driving home from the office and you're feeling sorry for yourself and now you're about to go in to your home and you're about to take that energy to the people that are closest to you and they don't deserve that like whatever happened at the office yes of course you can share with them and you can vent and you can do whatever you need to do but they don't deserve that energy imposed on them they don't deserve to soak up your negative energy and so if you're in that state it's really hard to just be like all right i'm gonna smile and i'm gonna you know, be happy. Like it's hard to change your your psychology without first changing your physiology. So you can actually physically pick yourself up, pull your shoulders back, stand tall, and force a smile. And now you're changing your state before you walk in the door to go greet the people um, that deserve the best version of you. And so, in that instance, we can interject on our physiology, which will change our psychology. So it's this back and forth relationship. And the cool thing is that we have strategies where we can kind of intercept this feedback loop um, and allow, you know, we can shift when we're caught up in this negative cycle. We can actually um, interrupt that cycle with either the physiological action or the psychology. And so um, just knowing that, I always think of it in one direction um, and actually one of my good friends, JK, who writes a lot of training programs for me, he um, mentioned that when we talked about this, he was like, if you think about it, when we're doing training, we always have a warm-up or a primer to get the body ready, but it also puts you in the psychological state to get the most out of your workout. And it makes sense, right? We go into the gym and we prime our bodies. But we also prime our minds by priming our bodies, by changing that physiological response, we're getting in the right mindset to 
get the best training session we can. And we can apply that to every other area of our life. So now we can actually take the primer mindset and use that for how we show up in our relationships, for how we show up um, to our job, for how we show up when we need to present or we need to be on or we just want to um, get out of this negative feedback loop we're in. Well, now all of a sudden we can interject by changing our physiology, which will change our psychology. And then when we want to improve um, you know, our physiology, we can implement things like gratitude and mindfulness and you know meditation and all these great tools that we have to start with the psychology, which also influences our physiology. So I thought it was a cool thing to discuss just this kind of interconnected relationship, this back and forth, how one impacts the other, and round and round it goes. And we just have these different tools, um, adding different strategies, adding different tools to your toolbox to be able to cope, to be able to better deal with stress, to be able to um, just be a better person. Like at the end of the day, it's a pretty powerful thing when you think about all the strategies you have to be able to improve your day-to-day life. So that's something I wanted to share. If you appreciate the message or if this makes sense, I'd love to hear about it. I'd love to know who's listening. So as always, just take a screenshot and post it um, on Instagram. Tag me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. Um, and since I've been getting so much positive feedback on the Fix My Diet series, if you want me to review your nutrition plan and go through the process of breaking down what you're currently doing um, and what I would recommend for you, uh, just hit me up and shoot me a DM. We'll schedule it. Uh, we'll jump on a Zoom call. I'll post it to the Facebook group live, and then we'll make it a podcast episode. Um, so if that's you, you know, and then it's totally free. So just hit me up, uh, shoot me a DM, and we'll set it up. And I will talk to you guys next time.